Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Minate the negative, latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum, have faith. A pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness challenges and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with Hasina Roach, Relational Consultant, and Wanda Miles, Radio Personality. Hi, ladies. How are you today? Hello. I'm great, Wanda. Hey, it's Hasina. I'm good. Cool. Okay. And how are you? Me, I'm I'm good. A little bit tired, but I'm 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 good. <laughs> I'm good, and I'm happy yeah. to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that mm-hmm. great vacation. <laughs> I know. You're too trying to short. get your attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nice. too too short, but it was great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, our show topic today, ladies, is money habits that train your brain for abundance. When you learn how to to care for yourself and and you develop clarity and make life choices that lead to mental, physical, spiritual, and financial um, self-care, you know, you're just able to to see your path more clearly and um, uh, life just opens up for you in 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 a different way people begin to think critically about their life choices and and begin to make healthier choices. Um, They develop better self-love, which creates prosperity thinking and behavior. Uh, Shifts in prosperity by letting go of negativity, guilt, and shame associated with not having enough money and not being good enough also take place. Being flexible is crucial. Um, it's okay if results don't happen in the time frame that you set. Sometimes our goals take a bit longer to uh, to accomplish, and there's nothing wrong with making mistakes, learning from them, and asking for help. If you make mistakes, you can learn to make different choices. Don't beat yourself over the head, but look at it as part of the journey. It gives you an opportunity to stand back, Look at your current habits, make necessary changes, and plan for the future. So, you know, today as we go through this conversation, we're going to be light, have fun. And for all of us, we have to know that mistakes are the learning ground for for changes and growth. It's okay. So, um, you know, we thank you for joining us today as we talk about money habits to train your brain and present we're going to present some clear solutions that can uh, help you, that can be used to help 
in everyday situations. So, um, you know, that's that, ladies. Um, And so um, I think it's really important for us to talk about definitions. Um, And the first definition to talk about is what is money? So that's a good one. Money, yeah. So there are a lot of there's probably yes, and there probably as many definitions as there are people who have thoughts about what it means to them. But a few definitions is that uh, money is what you receive when you help someone achieve their goals or to solve a problem. And uh, that definition I heard uh, some years ago by a, a, a evangelist, Mike Murdoch, and, w- and when I heard it, it just really resonated with me because I thought to myself, "Huh? So if money is a is a re- you know money is a reward or something that I receive when I help somebody achieve their goal or solve a problem, you know, I just need to figure out am I solving the right problems?" So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, money is used. Money is also considered to be a tool used to exchange goods and services um, that hold value for us. And and every culture is different because every culture values um, have different um, different things that they value and that they consider to be um, exchangeable. If if that makes sense. Yeah. Currency. Your time is money. Makes perfect sense. Cool. Your time is money. And and when you have a job or a business, you get paid for providing a service. But also in the sense of, you know, where am I spending my time? What, you know, what am I doing with my time? Who, Who am I spending my time with? What activities am I spending my time doing? Really important question because time is is a is a, a, um, a commodity. It's something that once you once it's gone, you cannot get it back. So it's a very very precious um, gift. And um, and and again, it can be looked at as money. And your your skills, gifts, and talents are money. So what are your thoughts on that, ladies? Well, I, I, I feel of, like I have um, way more time than money ever. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my time is definitely my, for me, my biggest commodity because I, I, lately I have lots of it to give or donate or do what I so choose. But I, I always value my time for sure. I think of when I hear money, I think of investments and how you put it in. And I think of that... Uh, it's a biblical story where the boys were given some type of treasure and one buried it and one used it and one spent it. And how do you invest your money? How do you make your money grow? Because money can't grow by just sitting there. You can't bury it in the sand. Money won't grow if you just go spend it. It's what you do with it so it gets bigger and bigger. So when I think of money, the next thing I usually think about is investment. I like that. I like that. And, and you know, and I think that for 
my thoughts are that for many of us, um, we do think of money. We, you know, the first thing that our mind thinks about is is money and, um, you know, dollar bills and and you know that that stocks and bonds and 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 those type of commodities. Absolutely, but I think that we need to begin to broaden um, our outlook when we when we talk about money or when we talk about prosperity or when we talk about um, abundance. So, you know, your values, you know, values um, is another term that um, is often associated or talked about with, uh, with people who are conscious, who have money and who are really conscious about where they're putting their time, how they're investing their money, how they're investing their skills and their gifts and their talents. But for a, a, a lot of us, we don't really think about our values and, and what what are our values. So the definition of values is beliefs that individuals and groups of people feel strongly about either for or against something. And these beliefs guide our behavior. Um, And so, for example, when I'm teaching my class, I always give the example, um, you know, I don't like people who wear yellow hats. So if I don't like people who wear yellow hats, you know, what type of people do you think that I'm going to hang out with? Non-yellow hats? I'm going to hang out with other people who... Who don't like people who wear yellow hats? A- absolutely, and that and that birds of a feather flock together um, concept. And so, you're making me you know, think I, of, I, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I was I, I laughed to myself because I'm thinking of my son and man with a yellow hat and Carrie's George. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it. No, you don't want to hang out with those people that wear yellow hats. <laughs> Funny, yeah. But you know, analogies, analogies, and, and mental models are are really important. Um, you know, but the the point that I, I want to make is that um, you know that that saying, "Birds of a feather flock together," and that I can tell what your values are by where you spend your money and how you spend your money. Um, have you have you ever gone to a with you know, I've been I, this class that I teach this this uh, wealth consciousness class I teach I've been teaching it for almost fifteen years now quite a while and so I was teaching it before a gas stations started asking for credit you know for zip codes for identity theft purposes. And, you know, I would always, I always like to ask, have you ever gone to a store and they ask you, what is your zip code? You know, when you make a purchase, has that ever happened to you ladies before? Just at the gas pump. No, they do it Yeah, like if I go to, yeah, that's where I get the, the zip code thing. But other than that, not okay. really. Okay, well, it, you, it's been happening it's been happening for a long time, and it, it happens in a lot of retail situations, and, and maybe not so much now um, as it used to, because now they have other ways of, of gathering. Advertisers have other ways now of, of gathering information, but 
you know, there was a time, and, and it still happens, that advertisers would ask for your zip code because they wanted to be able to see what people in this zip code are spending their money on, how they're spending their money, you know, who are these people, and how can we better advertise our products to them. So I like to say that if, if you know, if, if an advertiser knows my spending habits better than I do, real issue, real <laughs> issue. So I think, yeah, so very important to know what our values are and where our values grow. And um, I always like to give the um, talk about two different types of values. Tangible values, which are those values that you can see with your visible eye, um, you know, the house, the car, the, the coat, um, and then intangible values. And intangible values are those values that are important to you, significant for you, but you can't see them with your visible eye. Um, so, you know, what 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 are some examples that that you would give as as tangible values and intangible values? Tangible values. Go ahead. I think. I think about the one that you already said. I think about the tangible values, and it's so funny. I I know we're probably going to talk about it, but I think about what people spend their money on and what is being tracked. Everything is being tracked now. And I know, Wanda, you said that you only get it, you know, when you go to the gas station, but if you go and buy some lipstick from Ulta, they're getting your email, they're getting your address, they're getting your phone number. If you go to retail certain retail companies, they ask you for all that information. When you get that, uh, I know you have um, animals and I have turtles. Yeah. When you go to, what is it, the pet shops, they want to know if you have their membership card. It's not just that uh, so you get a little extra coupon. They're doing it so they can track what you do and how you do and send you things such as that. Or think about social media. Do you notice yeah. on your maybe Facebook page or Twitter that, it's tracked to the point where the commercials that you see on the side are catered to you. Did you ever oh, yeah, notice absolutely. that? Yeah, I have noticed yeah. that. Yeah, so they're they're tracking your values so they can see what is tangible. And, you know, if I was maybe a fashionista, those would be some of the commercials I would see on the side when I'm navigating my computer looking at whatever I'm looking at. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And then intangible values, those values that are important to me but I cannot see are are values such are are, uh, things such as um, education. You know, education is important to me. I can't see it with my visible eye, but I know it exists. Hmm. Um, Or or knowledge, You know, God. Your knowledge, absolutely. God. You know, God, um, friendship, friendship. I can't see friendship, but I know it when it exists. Health. That is. I can't see. Yeah, I I can't look at. I can't look at somebody and tell, for the most part, if they're in good health or not. I mean, you know, sometimes, but most of the time, not. But it's a value. 
and and so you know important for us to have our hand on the pulse of what our values are and, and the, the really interesting thing about intangible values typically we know they exist by how they make us feel you know by how they make mm-hmm. us feel that makes but, perfect um yeah and if i and if if i don't know what my values are and an advertiser is going to tell me what they should be and you know i'm going to look at commercials for different products and you know and i'm going to hear things like you know when you when you drive this then you'll feel like this or you'll be one of the elite if you have this or you deserve a break today no money no credit no problem, you know. So, yeah, so, you know, advertisers often, you know, try to tell us what our values should be. And if we don't know where our values are, we'll we'll be all over the place if the message sounds good enough. Very, very true. I, I see that with the commercials and the advertising and they have changed so much from when I was going growing up to what it is now. But I think of the classic cigarette company. I'm not going to say which one, but they have maybe a person that's kind of a roughneck cowboy or another one where it's always a couple and they're always smiling and kind of hugging each other and looking so happy. So you see what they're trying to say is you you could look rugged and, you know, sexy if you smoke this cigarette or if you're mm-hmm. maybe looking for love and fun, you you know, smoke this cigarette. And it even happens with liquor and everything. Every single Absolutely. thing has some type of theme. Absolutely. hmm Yeah. So it's very important for us to know um, the difference between needs versus wants. Um, because not knowing the difference gets a lot of people in trouble. And needs are those things that are that are ne- that are absolutely necessary for my day to day survival. If I don't have them, they could negatively impact my day to day living and over time could cause death. And and that's you know that is a, the definition of a need, and it's, it's funny people want to beat me up when I when I when I <laughs> talk about the difference between a need versus a want because we've we've conditioned ourselves to believe that a lot of things that we have are are needs, and it's just really not true. So, you know what would. You know, what would you think are some examples of of, um, of needs? Uh, well, I'd like to say a roof over our head, but some people really don't need that, quite honestly. I mean, they seem to. I don't know. I think. But some type of shelter. Shelter, shelter, yeah, some type of shelter. Some type yeah. of shelter is important. Yeah. And then, and then that looks Food, different, all depending on where I live. Yeah. Food. Absolutely. Yeah. What about what about when you look at a need and say it's something you have to have, like food, cold, shelter, and a want is something you would like to have. You see the difference? Right. Need 
in a light. We don't have to have, like, you look at your house, per se, and you have this on the wall and this and that. Do you really need that? Is it going to affect your, your basic survival skills, I mean, not skills, your survival, to have those extra things? Maybe that's a good indicator or scale to use when you look around your house, when you look at the things you have. Do you need it or you like to have it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, water. You know, we all need water. Um, and for the, for a lot of people, they need medical care. You know, some some people are on medications, and without those medications, it's going to cause some serious problems. So, so medicine for a lot of people is a is a need. Where a want are those those things that are not necessary but desirable for my day to day comfort. Um, and they offer a sense of accomplishment, comfort, or pleasure. It sure makes life a lot easier when I have it. You know, so I I may need to have clothing. Um, I may want, if you know, if I live uh, if if I live somewhere where it's cold, I may want to have a fur coat. But my economics may be saying, you know, get a nice lined, you know, get a nice lined coat from, you know, from the thrift store or from, you know, from Kmart or from Walmart. Yeah, and I think that animal so, might need that fur more than you do. <laughs> so, so Peter, don't 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 call complaining. That was just an example. <laughs> You know, but, you know, so what I need, um, you know, it, 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 it supersedes what it, sh- you know, they should supersede what my, what my desires are. I may need to eat. I may want a steak. And if I can afford a steak, that's great. But my pocketbook may be saying, I need to buy some rice and chicken. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So so depending on my de- depending on my economic it often determines how I play out my needs and my wants. But you know, in the United States so many people are in debt. So many people um, not only people in poverty, but people in middle class are in poverty because you know they 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 need they you know they believe that they needed to buy that four wheeler, that jeep. They needed to buy that when all they really needed was something to get around. That you know they needed to move into a particular suburb when really all they needed was to find a place that that offered some safety and security. So a lot of times if we're not clear on our needs versus our wants, it can cause us to go into debt. Is this making sense? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Okay. So then, um, you know, there's luxury purchases, luxury. And luxury Mm. expenses 
luxury expenses are those extra expenses that I choose to purchase, that I choose to to purchase. So, you know, for example, when, when I first started talking about luxury purchases and I would talk to, you know, my class, they would say things like, oh, you know, vacation to Europe, um, fur coat, um, you know, a diamond ring. And I'm saying, yeah, those are luxuries, but luxuries are much closer to home than we'd like to believe. That big screen TV that we have in our in our living room, that's a that's a luxury item. It's something that I desire to have. And nothing wrong with having luxury items, but it's important to know that, that what it is. You know, um, that Jeep Cherokee, that's a luxury. And it's okay, but it's important to understand that this is a luxury item. Especially when we start looking at, you know, if we're talking about if we are talking about our finances and, you know, if we're talking about learning how to see things differently, um, training our mind, our brain, so that we can develop certain, you know, habits that work for us to create abundance, it's important to understand the difference. Definitely true. Do you know that one in three Americans are near financial disaster? Think about yeah. that. More people have credit card debt, medical bills debt, than they have in their savings account. So even if they try to use their savings account to cover the credit card debt they and the medical bills, they would not be able to. So yeah. I would tell my clients all the time, and they look at me as, oh, you're doing this and you're doing that. But I'm like, I'm a couple paychecks away from being right where you are. So let's level this playing field. And one yeah. in three, that means, that means it's three of us talking, but one of us yep. are right there, right there. Yep. So sometimes we got to put it in perspective so we don't – talk like, oh, you can't be talking about me. I'm not that bad. I do have my car. I have my car payment, and I'm able to hold down a mortgage. But really, how far away from, are you from hitting rock bottom with your finances? Right. And, and you know, when you talk about having abundance, um, I can remember when I was a young girl, I can remember banks used to promote saving and investing. And now it seems like Banks promote spending. You know, if you use your credit card this amount of times, then, you know, we'll give you cash back. Um, and then I, I do, it just seems like the culture has shifted in America because in other countries, in other, in, uh, in, in other countries, savings is encouraged. But, it, you know, it just seems like here in, in, in the States, um, you know, we're just encouraged to spend. And, you know, when we want to get our finances together or when we want to have money for that trip, that, that, that cruise, or when we want to have money 
for Christmas when we want to have money to 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 have to, to have to put down a decent down payment for a home. Where are we? You know, where is that money coming from that we can save? And for most people, most people believe I don't have any extra money after I pay my rent. After I pay my car note, after I pay my light bill, gas bill, after I pay my expenses, there's nothing left over. And that's not true in, in the majority of cases. Um, Very true. So we have a, a leaky pocket. And sometimes because yes, we ma'am. don't watch what we put our money into, we're like, oh, I have this, but now I don't. Where did it go? Because you weren't paying yes. attention to where it was going. And when you're talking about countries, there are some countries, if you want to buy a house, you need to have most of that money to buy that house. You can't go get a mortgage and say, okay, I don't even have to put, I can put zero down and get a house or put 500 yeah. or 2,000 down and get a house. Some countries, yeah. if you don't have a big chunk of that money, they're not giving yeah. you a house. So we are yeah. very much living in a luxury life or as a lot of countries look at us and think we're so great, but we work our butts off to the point where you go somewhere else and you notice, oh, they got vacation, they get to have holiday, and we don't have it like that. And being that my family is from another country or when I meet people from other countries, they always say, man, I never knew how hard you guys work to have what you have. You really have to work hard to uphold this lifestyle or what people perceive as so great. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about triggers. Triggers are those impulses that cause you to spend money that you hadn't planned on spending. And, you know, some examples of of triggers are the vending machine. And, And I can remember a time where, you know, I was, I was, always, you know, buying stuff out the vending machine. I was always buying chips and, so, you know, pop, soda pop and um, candy. and co- I was just always, you know, spending money in those vending machines until I began taking budgeting classes. And I began to realize I'm making somebody else rich. Because if <laughs> I'm at work and I like pop and, and I drink pop and I want to buy a pop every day, then I need to catch the sale when there are four cases for $11, stack up, and take a pop to work every day. Yeah. Or go to the whole food, or go to the wholesale club and, and, and buy a, a, a big pack of, of, you know, of, of chips or candy or whatever it is. Um, so vending machines um, can be a spending leak. Fast food can be a spending leak. You know, and like I say, advertisers, they spend billions of dollars studying and researching our habits so they know us. Um, you know, and I've known families that will that feel like, well, I don't have enough money to go to the grocery store, but the value meal is only a dollar, so I could buy everybody something and I'm thinking, really? But we think it's only a dollar. It's so, just like water. 
It's just like when you have water and you buy a water bottle here, a water bottle here, there, it gets expensive. And those things add up because maybe it's a dollar just for that kind or maybe it's the, you know, pharmacy brand. But, hey, there's the other kind of waters like the Smart Waters, the Fijis, and those get expensive when maybe all you have to do is get a filtration system in your home. It doesn't have to be built in. You can get one that is in a pitcher. And you pour your water in, you get your your yep. glass water bottle, and that's what you use versus buying a water bottle here and there because that little, those little things add up a lot, a lot. And it's natural it's on there. <laughs> well, this Absolutely. brings to mind something for me. It's, it's to eat healthy seems to be more expensive than to eat, than to eat. Which is why you know they they call them like uh, like like all the the convenience stores are in the inner city, so people don't get and the whole foods are are just to try it. It seems like to eat well seems to cost more money, and I think and I always wonder how you is that a luxury? Is health really a luxury? Is decent food really a luxury, or? Do I have to eat junk and be unhealthy because that's all I can afford? Or or do I just believe that I am provided for and whatever I have in front of me is all I need at that moment in time and look at what I have and not what I don't have? So I just want to throw those out there because these are like we're talking about, you know, the vending machine thing. And, yeah, you can save. You shouldn't probably be eating out of the vending machine anyway. So maybe an apple or... Am I am I making any sense? It's, I'm, not, I'm not sure Absolutely. if it's a question, or if it's just a. I think what so. what what about that? But I, you know what I think when you're talking about that, Wanda. I think people forget fast food is a one-time fix, and most of the time when you do eat the fast food, you're still hungry. You know, yes. so if you and it's not take that food. same amount, of, right? If you take that same amount of money, you know, like I don't know how much it would be for a family. But let's say it's like 30 bucks for a family of four or something like that to get whatever they want on the value meal with their desserts and the super-sized stuff. If you take that same $30, you can have a meal and probably have leftovers. So that's more, and it'll be more abundant where you will feel full. And I think people don't think about that or, you know, the time constraints of how our workforce is now, they feel like maybe they don't have time to cook. You know, when I did in-home therapy, that was a big issue. I did eat out a lot more because I'm in my car <clears throat> more than anything. So what do I do? I go to McDonald's or Burger King and go grab something quick because I still have a appointment way over here. And it's more of a challenge or more to prepare to have food readily available like in a cooler for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, and I agree, you know, eating healthy is a challenge. And um, it, it, takes a, it, it takes some forethought, and it really takes time to, to plan. And, and right. to eat, especially And especially when you're on the go, especially when you have a job, because I, I have that same challenge. A lot of times I'm, I'm out all day. And um, you know, maybe I you know, maybe I did have a healthy breakfast 
And maybe I even did pack a healthy lunch. But now I'm still out in this dinner time. And, you know, one of my challenges is being able to find places that have vegetables to eat. Because <laughs> right. a lot of places don't don't serve vegetables. You know, but, but I one crave, is I crave vegetables all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm like out, I'm like, where can I just, I just, can I just get some veggies somewhere? I just want to, I really, some broccoli. It's tough, well, but it's not, know. they don't have fast food veggies. What I said it's harder to house. I said it's harder to house vegetables. So why house a vegetable when you can house some type of McNugget that you can freeze yeah. and when you're ready for it, just take it out and put it in the fryer. Where if you have right. broccoli and it's sitting in the freezer for a little while, it's going to get frostbite and you're going to have to throw it out. You know? Right. So yeah, I, I think we're lucky here in, in East anyway. South Florida. Like we have a lot of farmers markets, and I think that you know we that seems to be is that a growing trend? I'd like to think that it's a growing trend more uh eating I locally think it is around the country. And stuff like yeah, that. yeah, I think so, so that's kind of I, that's kind of good it is it is um, but I agree with you that eating healthy, especially for families who who may not make a lot of money um right. it you know eating healthy it can be expensive, but it takes it, it takes planning. Well, if you look at our, I don't want to say that I have the answer, but if you look at our healthcare okay. system, our healthcare system is not really based on prevention. Right. You know, we don't in America we don't have a healthcare system that says we want to keep you healthy so that you don't get sick. Our health care system is based on treatment. Right. And, and so a lot of times, a lot of times they kind of go, you know, it, it all kind of goes hand in hand or it, it seems to fit so snugly. Um, you know, the supersized meals and, you know, the the uh, overabundance of, of um, weight gain and, and many Americans and then our children overweight issues and diabetes yeah. and, you know, um, steroids in the food. You know, just just you know, just uh, so many so many. It, it's it. There's money in poverty. There's money in in bad health. And I hate to say that, mm-hmm. but that's that is a that is a truth. And so, as as individuals. You know, we have to be so mindful and so aware of, again, what do we want our life to look like? When we talk about abundance, having abundance in our life, when we talk about having prosperity in our life, and even when we talk about having money, you know, where do you know what do we see our life looking like a year from now, six months from now, five years from now, and 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 what? What steps, you know, what actions do we need to take in order to make it happen? Um, and the truth is that it takes effort to really um, to have a healthy lifestyle, you know, to take the time to exercise, to take the time to yeah. eat healthy, you know, to clip coupons. I, I had a um, someone take my class once, and 
she is a coupon queen. This girl <laughs> will clip coupons and get coupons online. She will go to the store and they will have to give her money back. That's it's amazing. Awesome. It's amazing. So there are ways, you know, there are ways to um to eat healthy. But it takes time and it takes it takes effort. And it it, it makes it really difficult when when convenience is, is right in our face. You know, you can have it your way. <laughs> so it, you know, it's, it's, it's so it's a challenge. You know, it is a challenge. And what about those so, expenses, Katrina? Say that again. I said, and what about the fixed expenses? We talked about the the spending leaks or the ones that we don't account for. What about the ones that are fixed? Well, fixed. Okay, so that okay, so a fixed expense is our bills that need to be paid usually around the same time of the month and typically they're the same amount of money each month. Um, so some examples of fixed expenses would be the house mortgage, my rent, my car payment. For some for some folks, daycare is due at the same time of the month, every month, and the, and the amount is the same. Fixed expenses. Um, and, and then there's flexible expenses. And flexible expenses are bills that get paid each month in amounts that vary depending on how I spend. So, you know, an example of a fixed expense would be a utility bill. And a lot of people want to fight with me because they're they'll say, Well, I'm I my 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 gas my gas my light bill is the same amount each month and I'm like, Well if that's if that's what you're saying, you may be on a payment plan. But if you look at that bill closely, every month it fluctuates, it, it changes based on your usage. Mm-hmm. Right. So utility utility bills are flexible, um credit cards are flexible because I have to pay each month depending on you know depending on how I you know how I'm using that card. Um, groceries are flexible. Every time I go into the grocery store, I'm not spending the same amount. I'm not purchasing the same item. It's different, different, different based on my needs and wants. So it's important. I think, you know, it's very wealthy people. Wealthy people know how they spend their money down to the penny. They know where their money is going. They know what their fixed expenses are. They know what their flexible expenses are. They know what their luxury expenses are. They know what their needs are. They know all of that, and they keep account of it. And so, um, you know, one of the things that um, one of the things that I am going to uh, challenge our listeners to do, and and you know, even if we want to take the challenge, we can do that, is to purchase a what I call a tracker, you know, to go to the dollar store and purchase a small pocket size 
uh, journal or notebook so that every day that you spend money, you can write down where your money is going. And, you know, I have a lot of people who are resistant to that exercise. People will say, well, I don't need to do that because, um, you know, I use my I use my, uh, my debit card and my debit card does that for me. And that may be true, but a lot of times we use cash. And so if, if I'm only relying on my debit card to um, to measure what I'm spending, I've got some leaks because when I spend cash, if I'm not writing it down, those are purchases that after a day or so or after a week, I will never remember that I made that purchase. And, you know, one of the things that I do is I'll, when, I, when I teach my class, my, my wealth consciousness class, I give people a budget to fill out um, in the beginning of the class. Because I want the, I want them to want them to fill it out, and almost a hundred percent of the time, that budget sheet is not accurate. Yeah, you know, people know how much their rent is. They know how much they pay for rent. You know, they may know how much they paid on the utility, but hardly anybody knows what they spent for the month in food. Um, hardly anyone knows or is able to track um, if they get their hair done, if they go to the barber, how much they spend for the month in, in services. Um, if they bought a pair of shoes or bought a pair of socks or whatever, most people don't keep track of those type of items. And that becomes really problematic when you're trying to figure out how much does it cost for me to live. And, you know, I think tracking um, tracking is a very um, challenging exercise. And it's, 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 it shows a lot of emotional maturity to be able to track your spending on a day-to-day basis. I'll have people say things to me like, well, what if I give my child um, $5? for, um, you know, just so that they can, you know, go to school and get snacks. It doesn't matter. If money is leaving you, you, you should write it down every day. It doesn't matter whether you write a check, whether you use your credit card, your debit card, or cash. Whenever money leaves you, we should all be in the habit of writing down where our money is going on a daily basis. And at the end of the month, we should be able to take that tracker, take those figures, and put them onto a budget sheet that can accurately reflect what our expenses are. And if we have the courage and the um, the desire um, to really be financially mindful, financially aware, after after 90 days, we'll begin to see some really interesting habits about our spending. 
And often it's in those spending leaks and triggers the areas where we'll be able where we where we can make changes, adjustments, if we so choose. Um, just really interesting. A lot of times when I give that assignment, a lot of people think that 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 I'm giving them that assignment so that I can know where their money is going. And the truth is, I don't care where they. You know, it's not. It's not for me. It's to empower each individual, so that so that you know they can know exactly where their money is going. How much it costs for them to live for three months, six months, nine months, a year. What are your thoughts on that, ladies? Well, I have a few things that I think about um, when I think about training your brain. One thing I tell my sister and what I used to do um, previously is I would have two different bank accounts, and I would take one bank account. I didn't have a card for it or anything, and I would just have my job put money in it every paycheck. I was able to save $15,000 in a short amount of time. Why? Because I split it up. I knew what my bills would be every month, and I would use one card, and the, the other bank account didn't even have a card, so it wasn't to be touched. Another way I think about how to train your brain for abundance is really address things such as how much do I need for the month that I would like to spend, not the mortgage, not the utilities. I'm sorry, the boys are playing outside basketball if you hear that <laughs> they're very loud but put put it in cash when that cash is gone out of your pocket that's it there's no more so if you say for the for the next two weeks I'm only going to spend $50 on food outside of the house when that $50 is gone that's it uh, I'm going to let me see uh, only spend a certain amount of money on entertainment when that money is gone for the month, that's it. Sometimes holding cash actually is a better thing than having a card because once you have that card, you aimlessly spend money. But when you look in your wallet and say, oh, man, I had 100 and now I only have 20, I need to slow down. Sometimes you need to see the visual. And, you know, everybody learns differently. It might be a visual thing or it might be something you you actually need to hold. So, for some people, the debit card and looking and seeing all the things that came out of your account versus seeing money in your hand, seeing it leave your hand and keeping the receipts and then noticing, oh, wow, I had 100 at this time and now I have $20. You understand? So we, I think as people we need to find what works for us but also look into what you're spending your money on that is a leak because the leaks are the things we don't think about. Or I think, I I don't know, I think about, like, Dollar Tree. I love Dollar Tree, but Dollar Tree ah. is a good week. <laughs> I think about that one a lot because I'll say, oh, I'm just going to get, like, two things, and then I leave with ten. That wasn't in my budget. Yeah. <laughs> but Dollar Tree, oh, it's a dollar. What does it matter? But it adds up. So just think about that, ladies, and think about that audience when you are spending. 
when you just buy that extra piece of candy that you didn't think of buying or get that bottle of water because you're running around and you didn't get your own water bottle from home that day, that stuff adds up. Those things that we don't think about adds up. But think about doing it tangibly and then think about how you could do it online. Another thing and my last point about this is that grocery shopping. You said that, Katrina, and I had a financial advisor, and one thing she did say is you spend more of your money on groceries <laughs> more than anything else. I do like to eat good. I like to eat healthy, and she said yeah. you have to budget your money on groceries. You know, you go to the grocery store sometimes, you're hungry, and you get all these great things, or maybe you saw something in a magazine, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make lamb. And you go and make it, and, you know, you have to be careful. That, I think, is one of the biggest one ways that we have, uh, as I said, leaky pocket, leaky gut, <laughs> is food. Food is the biggest one. So those are my two cents about this whole thing and how to wrap it up. Wanda? Well, I I feel like I'm more the audience on this one, quite honestly. So I'm just taking notes. So I'm not. I don't know that I want to give advice on how to be uh, uh, better at that. So, great job, ladies. <laughs> oh, Wanda. I'm learning. It's true. I'm learning. I'm trying. I'm trying. Good thing no, I'm single. The, the empty bank account helps. Having a bank account yeah. that you don't touch and you don't have a card for, it's not for emergencies. That's just so you can build up your money. And I remember the first time I really looked at it because I never looked at it, and I said, $15,000, how did I do that? But it can happen. I think so I was let me ask like you, 600 every two weeks. Let me ask you, did you, have money, did you have money going directly into your account, you know, like from your paycheck? Yes. That's the only way to do it. If you have to physically take the money and put it in your other bank account, you might find some other things to do on the way. <laughs> so if you don't see the money, you can't spend the money. And that was Okay. Fun. Noted. <laughs> I like that. I, those are, I like those tips. Yeah, I like those tips. So... You know, we want to um, let our listeners know that, you know, these are ongoing, this is an ongoing topic that, that we will bring uh, to the forefront from time to time because we are all working to um, increase our revenue, increase our, our, our money habits, um, increase our abundance, and and develop um, balance. You know, we're, we're working on developing balance not only in our finances but in in our health, um, in our in 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 how we spend time with our families and 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 our relationships and 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 that holistic perspective. So, if you have any comments or um, any uh, thoughts, you know, feel free to share. Definitely. I'm I'm thinking of another one. I'm looking at the part about self-care and self-love. Think about many, it happens mostly to women, where we say, oh, we need to do retail therapy. It's like binge drinking mm. or binge eating. That's another money leak. I think the more that we are aware of what is 
taking money out of our pockets, we will do a better job. So maybe not have retail therapy because you had a bad argument with your significant other. Maybe do something that is untangible, since we were talking about that too, like maybe go for a walk in the park, go swimming, go to the beach, do something else. I don't know. Talking about money and anything is an addiction. And I'm thinking of the mental health aspect of it. So we we just have to be careful that we don't do anything in a way that it becomes an addiction or something we have to do, we have to do, we have to do. Because that's when I think about binge drinking. That's when I think about drugs. I think about gambling. I think about binge eating. Those type of things are the same as money. And a lot of times people don't connect the both together when they actually go hand in hand. So be aware of what really gets under your skin and makes you go out and spend money that you don't need to spend or even that you don't have. Absolutely. And, you know, we we didn't um, talk about setting goals and, you know, because that's a whole, you know, that's a whole topic in itself. But, you know, setting goals around um, our money. You know, are you are you you know is your money just for a rainy day, or you know, do you have some specific goals that you want to achieve? Um, you know, do you mm-hmm. want to purchase a home? Yeah, do you want to buy a new car? Um, you know, do you want to have money to do a family trip? And if so, you know, how much is it going to take to make it happen? And you know, what are some steps that you can take? Um, and again. You know, when when it comes to savings, it's not going to be in in those in those major purchases. Is it going to make a difference? It's going to be in those spending leaks and in those triggers in those areas um, is where there's going to be set flexibility to make some changes and to do things differently. Definitely, I understand exactly what you mean and. You know, maybe some goals could be where you do have a plan to go on that vacation and you set money aside maybe in another bank account or um, I know in some countries, I know uh, they have it in Trinidad, they call it a susu. I believe Jamaica has one too. Africa uses something uh, where they, they, a group of people have money and they give it to the main person. I know some people are not comfortable with it, but it does work, and it is an honor system type of um, situation. But you give money to them, and then you get to take a hand when your time comes up, and they keep it in rotation. And you can walk away with thousands of dollars. You know, it matters on how your assistant works. You know, we have to find somebody to talk about that because that's a great idea. That's a great concept. Definitely. So, um, yeah, we're going to bring this us. Uh, we're going to bring this edition of uh, positively affirmative to a close, and uh, we'd like to thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in. This is the show where we provide you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, 
along with Tasina Roach, relational consultant, and Wanda Miles, radio personality. We want we'd like mm-hmm. to ask you to uh, friend us on uh, Positively Affirmative Radio uh, Facebook. Be our friend on Facebook. Uh, join us next week for another edition of Positively Affirmative. Bring a friend and share the prosperity. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Ah.